Welcome to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our ministry's simple goal is to help women read their Bibles. In this season, we are asking God to break every barrier to the treasures he has for us in his word. With each guest, we will investigate what tends to keep us from the word of God, whether rooted in our upbringing, season of life, culture, environment, personality, or in our very own mind. As you listen, examine your own life and be encouraged. God is greater than all the barriers, and he will stop at nothing to bring us near. Hi, podcast listeners. Tickets to Dayton Women in the Word's Spring Conference through the Book of Joel are on sale now through March 15th. For more information, visit DaytonWomenInTheWord.com slash YetEvenNow. That's Y-E-T-E-V-E-N-N-O-W. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the Dayton Women of the Word podcast. We are in season eight right now. Um, I'm your host, Bethany, and today I am super excited to be here with my friend, Brittany, and she is a new face here for Dayton Women of the Word. So I'll let um, Brittany tell you guys a little bit about herself, um, her God-given roles, and what she is doing with our Dayton Women of the Word team. Hi, I'm Brittany. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, I was born and raised in Dayton. Uh, I recently bought my first home in Kettering, so it looks like I will be a firebird for life. <laughs> uh, the majority of my family lives in Dayton, so I love being here and being able to be involved in the daily lives of my family. It's been really amazing. Uh, getting to watch my nieces and nephews grow up is the best. Uh, might be slightly obsessed with them. Uh, they're really, really cute. Um, Vocationally, I am in full-time ministry at Fairhaven Church, working with our team development team on um, our discipleship tracks, our lay leader development, and our residency program. I'm so grateful uh, for my church and their leadership and to be able to be a part of what God is doing in and through Fairhaven. As a millennial, I feel obligated to mention (laughs) uh, that I am a dog mom. Uh, my dog's name is Winston Miller Gansardo the first. I don't uh, know if I knew that that was his full name. Oh yeah, he has, he has a full name. Um, he also happens to be the worst dog in all of Dayton. Uh, he is so bad. Um, he is simultaneously one of my best and worst decisions, um, but he's awesome. Um, I'm also a foster mom, uh, so that's been new within the last mm-hmm. year, and um, I am fostering a now nine-month-old baby boy who is sweet and very wild, um, which is a recent development. <laughs> so I am adjusting to all things boy. Um, and it's been an amazing uh, journey. I was able to take him home from the hospital and mm-hmm. just watch him grow. And parenting him has been uh, truly life-altering um, in a lot of ways. And uh, just being able to be involved in foster care mm-hmm. has greatly um, impacted my worldview and uh, kind of just changed me as a person. And then uh, most recently, I've had the incredible opportunity to start serving on the Dayton Women in the Word team, which I'm super excited about. Mm-hmm. So what is your role on the team? Yeah, so I will be the team lead for 
um, 2020. Hi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, a lot to learn, but I'm excited about uh, the things we have planned and uh, the things we are believing God for this year. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I love I love my friendship with Brittany because I feel like it's one of those um, pictures of like God working in the background of, you know, connecting all these dots that we don't realize are connected until like way in the future. So fun facts about Brittany. Um, way back in the day, I actually taught her in biology lab. So that's how I first met Brittany. And then, um, she referenced, uh, growing up around or living in close proximity to her nieces and nephews. So her sister Libby was actually on the podcast last season We ta- when we talked about sharing the gospel. So um, if you want to kind of do a comparison of the two <laughs> sisters and their personalities, listen to this episode, and then you can go back and listen, re-listen to Libby's episode about what sharing the gospel in her um, stage of life looks like. Um, so this season we are talking about barriers that we encounter that keep us from God's word. Um, so Brittany, what would you say has kept you from God's word in the past and how has that changed? Yeah. So I have about four different things that just really (laughs) stood out to me. Um, uh, the first was feelings of inadequacy. I grew up in the church and grew up around a lot of people who were smarter than me, uh, I'm still around a lot of people who are smarter than me, and um, I think for a long time in my life, I was really defeated by um, the reality that there were people who had studied the Word of God for Mm -hmm. a long period of time, um, and I just felt like I would never be at that level. Mm -hmm. Like, I could never... Uh, converse with them at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of growing up in the church, you don't really care <laughs> that much about like theology or right understandings mm-hmm. of the Bible. You're there for like your friends and mm-hmm. to have a good time. And uh, we did that. And um, so I think um, I just never really tried that hard mm-hmm. because I felt like I could never get there mm-hmm. um, to understand. And so um, in college, I started to uh, care deeply about knowing everything. Mm. And so this light switch happened in my heart, um, where I went from, I'm never going to be smart enough. I'm never going to know anything till I want to know it all today, Mm. (laughs) uh, which was also defeating (laughs) in another direction of, um, wanting to drink from a fire hydrant. Um, and as we know, uh, knowledge of God and sanctification is not that fast. Mm. It is, uh, slower and, um, that is grace, that it's slower. Um, but so I think, uh, and then in college I ended up getting my bachelor's degree in biblical studies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I graduated with my college degree in the Bible, I was really surprised to find out that I didn't know the whole Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had these expectations that, well, I, I really want to learn it now. So I'm going to switch my major. I'm going to be a Bible <laughs> studies major. I'm going to surely, right, <laughs> surely master God's word in this four years. Um, and I didn't. And I think it was really <laughs> freeing to me that I didn't. Um, and there's something beautiful about God's word being alive. Mm-hmm. And um, God just spoke to me at that time and said, you know, uh, as long as you're alive, my word's going to be alive. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to be growing and learning. And um, it's a really good thing uh, that uh, God 
freed me, I mm-hmm. think, of those feelings of inadequacy. And so um, for me, I've just learned that the win is to know God's word better yesterday than I did today, mm-hmm. than I do today, um, and to celebrate that and not compare it to... Because there will always be people who mm-hmm. are smarter than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will always be people who have studied... Uh, one book of the Bible for their whole life and could say every single thing about it. Um, and the goal is not um, to uh, know every single piece of every single thing, mm-hmm. but to know God better mm-hmm. and to love him um, in response to that. Mm-hmm. So um, feelings of inadequacy were the first thing that came to my mind. Um, another barrier um, was distra- distraction and escapism. Mm. So, um, I live in the world <laughs> that we are a part of and, um, we have a lot of outlets of ways to escape from reality. And so whether that is uh, streaming TV shows mm-hmm. or uh, podcasts, <laughs> though obviously we love them, mm-hmm. um, reading books, uh, spending time with friends. Like there are so many things we do to um, distract ourselves, uh, both good and bad. Not all of them are innately bad, but mm-hmm. when they be- take place of – um, reading God's word and faithfulness to what he's called us to, um, that becomes, uh, that becomes a tension that we live with. Um, I became particularly concerned about this in my own life and in my own heart uh, about a month ago. Um, I, it was a cold weekend and I spent the whole day watching a series on Netflix, Mm. a whole series in one day. And, um, I I remember getting to the end of that day and just feeling like, man, I'm going to have to like stand before God for this day, Mm -hmm. you know, and not that this is like a theme of shame. Like this is, I did not feel shame from God in this. I felt uh, encouragement and nudging of like, this is a day that I gave you breath Mm -hmm. and this is how you spent it. Um, And Uh, It really, I've just been on this journey of thinking about TV specifically and how easy it is, you know, to have in the background as you do laundry or as you work out or um, watching the game or on a, when you just really want to turn off, when you don't want to think about anything, when you don't want to be concerned with this, the storylines that are real in your life, you Mm -hmm. get to escape into storylines that are not. Um, And I think it's more prevalent today than it's ever been. And so in my own heart and in my own life, I'm wrestling with like, I'm going to stand before God for the hours I watch TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a little bit of research because <laughs> I was wondering if I was alone in this, which I knew that I wasn't. But um, the average American has a life expectancy of 78.7 years. Uh, the U.S. Department of Labor in 2018 did a study uh, that stated the average American spends 2.8 hours per day watching TV. If this is true, then the average American spends 80,431 hours watching TV in their lifetime, which means the average American spends 9.1 years out of their 78 years watching TV, (laughs) um, which is 11.5% of our life. Wow. Like... It's not, it feels like not a big deal. It's so subtle. It's like, it's not like I'm doing these crazy, awful things or even watching super awful things, but it's nine years of my life that I'm literally throwing in the trash can and saying, God, like, I know you gave me these, but I don't care. Like, I'm going to have to stand before God one day and say, hey, God, I know you called me to love you with all my mind, my heart, 
my soul, my strength. I know you called me to love my neighbor as myself. I know you commanded me to share the gospel and make disciples, but I was pretty busy spending Mm. 11.5% of my life watching TV. Like it doesn't feel like a big deal (laughs) until you step back and, and think about it. So I think, um, that was just a form of grace that God has shown me the most recently out of all of these, uh, that, um, it matters like how I'm spending my time and where I'm finding rest and why I'm escaping. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a significant chunk of my life and it's a significant chunk of breath that God has given me and time, um, that I'm not doing the things that he has for me, which is his best. Right. And so the things he calls us to are ultimately for our flourishing, for our good, Mm -hmm. um, for our thriving. And, um, I'm wasting it. Yeah. Jackie Hill Perry has a spoken word that it's just called God's word. And I remember, I think last year when I was um, prepping for Bible study at school, I came across it and like talk about conviction and like our excuses for, you know, barriers for getting in his word. Like Mm. she just lays it out like, you know, and it addresses all that stuff. Like we, we say that we don't have all this time, but Mm. when, you know, I'm sitting in my bed, like scrolling my phone Mm. at night and I could be using that time to like be in the word. So if anybody's into a spoken word, you should go check that out. Yeah, so. she's awesome. Has she's, some great stuff. She's great. Yeah. So, you know, we heard a little bit when you were kind of telling us about what life looks like these days. Um, so what would you say are things that um, keep you from God's word in this season? And how is God working to combat that? Um, I, I think time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now serving with Dayton Women of the Word, I work full time. Um, like I said, all of my family's in town, which <laughs> there's about 10 to 15 that I'm regularly invested mm-hmm. in. I'm in community at my church. I'm serving in my church. I'm involved in the foster community. So um, practically speaking, my time looks different than mm-hmm. it's ever looked. And um, I'm grateful for that. I feel um, more alive, I think, in this season mm-hmm. than I ever have, which has been such a blessing mm-hmm. um, and gift of grace. Um, but time has been really hard for me. And so uh, my decision I made at the beginning of this year was that the first 10 and last 10. And so the first 10 minutes of every day, mm-hmm. the last 10 minutes of every night, I'm reading the Bible. Um, and I found it to be similar to eating. Mm-hmm. You know, the first thing I eat in the morning sets the tone for how I eat the rest of the day. And so, um, and I found myself throughout this period of time, um, which is so far 11 days, uh, <laughs> but going strong, you know. Uh, so the first 11 days, uh, I've it's piqued my curiosity what mm-hmm. I've read in the morning. Like, okay, I read it, but what does this mean? Like, what is the context? What are the purposes for this specific passage? How do I dig into this more? And so I've done some um, deeper studies throughout the day when I've had mm-hmm. space to do so. And yeah. that's been really great and also freeing, you know, that I, I'm not saying I need an hour a day to do this mm-hmm. or I need huge chunks of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just allowing me to get in the word of God because last year I was doing a lot of podcasts. I was doing a lot of what we will talk about, mm-hmm. the telephone approach, you yeah. know, of um, listening to everybody else's interpretation of scripture and yeah. learning that way. Um, and then um, just really sensing this year that uh, those are great supplementally. Mm-hmm. They're not to be the rhythm. Yeah. And so um, 
the first Ted and last Ted has been a big deal for me with time. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it'll be a helpful uh, solution. And then um, the other one that I was sensing was that being in ministry vocationally, mm-hmm. uh, there are the challenges that you are doing a lot of uh, biblical study in preparation for others to study the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so um, rarely am I able to do it in a way where I am um, joyful about mm-hmm. it in the sense of, like, I am excited for the people who will receive this, right. but I forget that I'm the person that needs to receive it. Um, and so I think in this specific season of life, um, I have a lot of uh, different uh, Christian communities that I'm a part of, and so doing a lot of prep work for them mm-hmm. instead of doing it for myself has been kind of challenging for this yeah. this year specifically. Yeah. Um, when you were talking about time, it reminded me, um, towards the end of Jen Wilkins' Woman in the Word, she talks a lot about um, honor, kind of honoring the season that you're in, and mm. it's going to look different from time to time. And I know I've often approached... God with this like faulty view that, um, you know, he's mad at me for the time that I don't spend with him, Mm. which I don't think that that is correct. You know, when we look at scripture, it's more of like, we're missing out, you know, by not, by not doing that, we lose out. He's not holding himself against us because that's not true to his character. Um, so I love like the end of that book. She acknowledges that like, there's going to be times where, you know, regardless of what your season looks like and, you know, the comparison game is never a good game to Mm -hmm. play, Mm -hmm. but that it's, it might look different, but we should just press in with what we have. And he's not going to withhold himself. If like truly all you can muster together is 10 and 10 yeah. and you don't have the time yeah. throughout the rest of the yeah. day, you know, he's going to honor that. Like he wants yeah. to spend time with us. He want, he gave us his word for mm-hmm. us to know him better. Yeah. So I say that not in a, not in a way that like a get out of jail free card, like, okay, well I'm just going to give him five minutes today and <laughs> yeah. see what I yeah. can get out of that. Right. Right. But just know that like, don't let, don't believe the lies that the enemy says that that's not good enough. And so don't bother. Yeah. Like if you can't be that woman who's like up at 4 a.m., you know, for three hours every day, like there's no point. Like, no, he's going to honor the season yeah. that you're in. Right. So. No, it's good. Um, so in last episode, Jillian and I kind of talked through some of the barriers formed in the way that our faulty approaches to the Bible kind of impact things. Um, specifically, this comes from Jen Wilkins, Women in the Word. Um, we call these things presuppositions. So um, things that we have in our minds that we may unknowingly bring to the table when we come to God's Word. Um, and that prevents us from going deeper um, with our relationship with him and knowing him through his word. Um, so before we kind of get into that and what that, you know, how you've seen those come into play for you, um, let me just recap. So the big thing, which you kind of already mentioned, is coming to the Bible to learn about us mm-hmm. and jump to application instead of um, learning about God. And, mm-hmm. you know, the Bible is a book about God. Um, letting our heart guide our study instead of our mind. So mm-hmm. I think especially as women, we can tend to err on the side of feelings versus the mindful approach. Um, and then faulty approaches like uh, the Xanax approach. So we want scripture to make us feel better. So I'm just going to read what 
helps me feel better. Um, the pinball approach. So we just, you know, kind of open up our Bible and read whatever's there. Um, the magic eight ball approach. So we search scripture specifically for an answer to something that we are presently in. Um, the personal shopper approach, which is where we just pick a topic and that's, you know, we pick what, what fits what we're looking for. Um, and then the telephone game approach. So, um, I'm not smart enough to study God's word on my own. So let me just rely on what this smarter person has studied his word. Um, so in the grand scheme of things, we always remember that, you know, like we've already talked about God's word is living and active Mm -hmm. and, being in his word period is going, you know, his spirit's going to be at work, but we limit our approach to scripture when we solely rely on those ways to get us in the word. Um, so we also talked about the barrier of not prioritizing um, scripture study because it doesn't, we don't think it's essential to our lives. Um, so we believe that the word is not truly, we aren't truly dependent on the word, like, mm-hmm. In all actuality, mm-hmm. we are. So now that we kind of recapped what um, we talked about last week, what um, what does this look like for you, both personally and being in vocational ministry? So how mm-hmm. how do you see these coming into play? Yeah. So as I was thinking about this question, I remembered a conversation I had with my friend Karina, mm-hmm. who um, grew up in the Dominican Republic, and um, I met her in Dallas when we were in Bible school, and. Uh, she was talking about spiritual warfare mm-hmm. in the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about um, like regularly seeing witchcraft and regularly seeing demon possessed people. And like, this was a normal part of mm-hmm. culture. Um, and I, I was like, was that so like, was it scary? What was that like? Yeah. How did that make you feel all the things? Right. And um, she's like, you know, the great thing about our spiritual warfare is you see it. Said, you know, it scares me a lot more in America mm. um, because spiritual warfare is a lot more through apathy, mm. uh, which really, really kind of wrecked me at the time and still kind of does, you mm-hmm. know. And she said, the difference is you can see ours and you can't see yours. Wow. Um, and so I think one of my fears for myself, I think my fears for the American church mm-hmm. um, is apathy. We're so comfortable. Um, we love to escape reality. Mm-hmm. We love to um, indulge in comfort. Uh, we love that. And in a lot of ways, even in the church, like we celebrate those things without meaning to, you know, yep. it, it's, it's a hard tension to manage um, our comfort and it's easy to become apathetic. Um and so I found for myself personally, um, being aware enough of the areas where I don't depend on God and then uh, basically setting myself up to need to, mm. right? And so foster care was a huge thing for me in that is that I realized I was very comfortable. I realized most of what I do, I can do in my own strength. Mm-hmm. I think I can, right? Like I can't actually, but I'm deceived enough to think that I can. Um, and I just knew like to be growing in my relationship with the Lord, I needed to position my life to need him. Mm. Um, and so I am aware enough of my apathy, I guess. And, um, so foster care has been great for me in that, um, it has, uh, put me in a position 
where I am dependent on God, on mm-hmm. his strength, on his word, on his truth, on his promises, on his faithfulness, on his sovereignty. Uh, these are things I think about, you know, day in and day out. And I think that um, the my big, like I said, my biggest concern for the American church um, is apathy and a lack of awareness of our need for God. And I see that in women's Bible studies. I see that in my relationships with other Christian women. I see that in myself, uh, for sure, um, that we have enough. We feel like we have enough of God. You know, we use the Bible often as a, um, like a resource guide, like mm-hmm. a, a dictionary that we reference when we need it. And, and that's seen in a lot of these approaches, right? So, um, uh, without getting into too much detail about each approach, um, we are inclined to um, study based on what it does for us mm-hmm. instead of um, what God has called us to. And so mm-hmm. I, I think, um, just to kind of wrap this question up, um, Elizabeth Elliot has this quote that says, the word of God I think of as a straight edge which shows our own crookedness. We can't really tell how crooked our thinking is until we line it up with the straight edge of Scripture. Um, and I think that until we know what Scripture says mm-hmm. and until we understand um, how the Word defines um, who we are in Christ, um, we're searching um, for who we are mm-hmm. and then just want a little bit of sprinkled hope from Christ, but not the other way around. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like we approach it to get things out of it without letting it get things out of us, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that that quote was really impactful to me, um, just that our, our uh, approach to uh, coming to God's word is often um, through the lens of our apathy, mm-hmm. um, which is challenging. Yeah. yeah. Um, how would you see, or wh- I guess, like what advice would you give for um, when we're talking about women in the church as a whole, whether mm-hmm. it's just from mm-hmm. your personal experience mm-hmm. or you know being in ministry, what would you say are good steps for identifying those presuppositions that we talked about? So before we mm-hmm. can you know correct our vision, mm-hmm. we have to determine that there's a problem. Yeah. So how what are ways that you could um, kind of talk about with our listeners about even identifying the presuppositions to begin with? Mm-hmm. Um, the first is, uh, do you love God? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I say that in not a condescending way, but in like a really thought provoking way, like um, do you believe in Jesus because you don't want to go to hell? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you believe in Jesus because you think he was a good person? Um, do you believe in Jesus because, um, the spirit has changed your heart? Um, do you, are you growing in your affection towards God? Um, are you wanting to grow Mm -hmm. in your knowledge, understanding relationship with God? And so, um, we have amazing access to know God, right? Mm -hmm. In our language that we can read and we can understand, um, which has not always been true, Mm -hmm. right? Through history. And so we live in an amazing time where we are able to do that. And I think, um, it it starts with your heart. Like, do you, do you want to know God? Mm -hmm. Is that, is that your default? Um, or do you go to church because you want to be a good person? Mm -hmm. Do you go to church because you have friends there? Do you Mm -hmm. go to church because you want community? Um, or are you going to church because 
God's word encourages you, commands you really to be in community with other believers, to do life together, to grow together, Mm -hmm. to be studying the word together, to be praying together, to be exhorting each other. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if we miss that piece, um, that's a huge identifying problem. Um, I think if you um, are studying uh, for the purpose of uh, content, that also is can be concerning. I think um, on the on the other side of what I was just talking about, um, you can know enough theology to be destructive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there is, I, I know a lot of people um, that are very turned off to studying the word of God because of Christians who either lord it over them, mm-hmm. um, who are condescending, um, or who use the word of God to manipulate situations or to hurt people. Um, and so I think that that is an indicator um, is, do you use theology to be right? Do you use the word of God to be right or to sound smart? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's another, you know, red flag. Yeah. Um, and then I think lastly, I would just say that uh you have to really examine yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Bible talks a lot about examining your, your heart, your motivations. Um, uh, John, I, th- I want to say 636 maybe or something like that, um, talks about uh, how the flesh is of no help at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think an awareness um, just that your flesh alone, apart from the spirit and the word, is not going to help you at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, realizing when you're considering how you study the word of God, are you wrestling with your flesh when you study the word of God? Like, are you asking Mm -hmm. the spirit of God to teach you through the word? Are you approaching the word because you feel like you need an answer? Like, is it a dictionary for you? Do you look up a solution? Are you Google? Like the Bible's not Google, you know, you don't (laughs) type in like, how long do I cook this in the microwave? You know, it's like, it's a whole story Mm -hmm. all the way through. It has a theme with lots of sub themes and, um, it's not about us. The book's not about us. Um, yet God is very kind and reveals a lot to us. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, he, he tells us that we have everything we need for life and godliness. And so that's his word and that's him. And if we know him, we have his spirit to guide Mm us. And so I think, you know, in a lot of, a lot of places in, you know, different denominations, we're very like nervous about Mm -hmm. the spirit, but he's given that as a gift, as like Mm -hmm. a keeper until we're with him today, uh, you know, in the future. So, you know, remembering that like we can pray and ask for the spirit to help us understand, um, Mm -hmm. things. And so ultimately if all we had was his word, and us, we would have everything we need. Yeah. But, you know, he also, like you said, gives us the gift and calls us to be in community. Right. So I think, you know, there's always that careful balance between like ultimately, you know, we're the only one who knows our heart and scripture even tells us we don't even mm, know yeah. the, de- the deceits of our yeah. heart. Yeah. But sometimes we need those outside people who are who are as invested in our sanctification yeah. um, to call us, you know, and turn turn our eyes towards um, being more self-critical. Not not like you said, not in a condemning way, yeah. but yeah. asking those hard que- questions. Like I think, you know, of Libby and like she's the queen of like the hot seat questions. Yeah, and like you you are right <laughs> alongside with that where yeah. like honestly, like 
okay, so what are, you know, what are you studying in scripture now? Why are you studying that? Like, are you just, you know, you happen to like, okay, new year, new me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to study James because that's like, mm. you know, it sounds like a good book to study in January. <laughs> like, why are you, why are you studying that? So mm. those simple questions, you know, being willing to be honest with your answers when you're being asked and then mm. also being willing to be the question asker in your circles. Yeah. Um, Cause sometimes, you know, ultimately like only you and the Lord know what the truth is, Yeah. but you might not be able to crack through the veil that you're wearing sure. until somebody else is yeah. asking you those hot seat questions. Yeah. And we so. want people like that in right. our lives. Yeah. You know, like that is, yeah. it is a good gift to have people who right. care enough you know, yeah, and it. like you, you yeah. said, those original questions that you were, you know, saying like, are you, at, you know, do you really love the Lord? Like, yeah. if you really do, then you shouldn't be running away from yeah. the people or right. even the self questions that are hard. Right. So correct. Um, well, as we wind down, are there any last things that you want to share with our listeners before we close out? Yeah. So I just want to um, encourage all of our listeners. Um, with wherever you're at and studying the Bible, um, there's grace for you mm-hmm. there. Um, God is faithful to meet you in that, and um, no one is perfect when they study the Word mm-hmm. of God. And um, I have been greatly impacted by people who, women specifically, um, who have discipled me in God's Word. Mm-hmm. And so get around people who will disciple you in God's Word, who will love you enough to speak the truth, to call things out, to correct, to encourage, Mm -hmm. um, in the word, you know, there are a lot of people who will encourage you, um, with cheesy out of (laughs) context verses, um, which I get it. Like I, and, and I think God redeems those things. And so, um, I am really grateful for the people who met me where I was at Mm -hmm. in really hard seasons and, um, revealed God's love to me through his word. And so, um, if you know God's word, be that for people, (laughs) be available, be around, um, treasure this gift. Like we are so blessed to have the Bible in our language today that we can read. Mm -hmm. Um, and so uh, wherever you're at, just start there. God will be glorified in that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for being with us today, Brittany. Thanks for having me. 